0: Hey everyone, this is Adi and you're listening to the Summer of Bitcoin Experience. In this episode, we talk to Shivaram Dakshinamurthy, a Summer of Bitcoin intern from India and a contributor to libsecp P256K1, a library that pretty much powers the cryptography in Bitcoin. Specifically, Shivaram worked on Schnorr batch verification interface. In simple terms, his work on batch verification would allow Bitcoin nodes to verify digital signatures in batches instead of doing it one by one, as they do today. This would make block validation, transaction verification, and initial block downloads much, much faster. Sounds exciting? Let's hear it from Shivaram himself. Hope you enjoy it. Hey Shivaram, uh, welcome to the Summer of Bitcoin experience. Do you want to give us a little bit of your introduction?
1: Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me here and I am Shivaram. I am a final year undergraduate at IIT Kharagpur from Mathematics and Computing Department. I had a chance to participate in Summer of Bitcoin twice, once in 2021 and again in 2022. And it has been great and I I'm excited to talk more about it in the podcast.
0: All right. So let's start from the beginning. Like how did you stumble uh, down the Bitcoin rabbit hole? Like when was the first time you heard about it and what was your first impression? The
1: first time I heard about it, it was in the movies. So it was like when the COVID started in March, 2020, I had a lot of time. So I've been binge watching TV series and movies. So I was watching this particular TV show called Silicon Valley. So there is a character called Kilfoyle. He sort of sets some sort of alarm so that it uh, rings when Bitcoin goes below a certain price, so that he can stop mining and things like that. So that was the time when I first heard Bitcoin. Then, then I sort sort of ignored it and moved on. I didn't think much about it. I, yeah, I thought it was sort of restricted to the Western world and. And I haven't seen many people talking about Bitcoin in my friend circle. So it sort of failed after that, that.
0: All right. And then fast forward in 2021, you may have come across Summer of Bitcoin. Like what was that? Uh, do you remember like hearing about Summer of Bitcoin and when what made you apply to the program?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 2021 was like the... Like, I was applying to all the open source programs that I was getting in because, like, I wanted to um, participate in some sort of open source programs. So I, I was applying to GSOC, you know, LFX, and so many other programs. And I got rejected in almost everything. And then I, I was also searching LinkedIn for future opportunities. Then I saw a post by someone that, you know, this is for the first time there uh, there's a new program called Summer of Bitcoin, and
0: you know students get paid stipend in Bitcoin and things like that. I thought that was a scam, and I ignored it
1: become and after the two days, I saw another person make another YouTube video about Summer of Bitcoin. Then I saw, then I sort of like, maybe I should look into this, not completely ignore it. Then I went to the website and I was like, you know, went through the mentors' details, went to the GitHub profiles and I was like, finally convinced that, you know, this is happening. And I was like, you know, let me apply again. And I applied after that.
0: And before applying, uh, you know, and, and after the Silicon Valley episode, um, had you heard about Bitcoin, you know, in between, or, or, you know, it was just that instance when you first heard about it and then uh, you were applying to someone of Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. As I said, like I was sort of uh, applying to all the open source program. I, the LFX one, I was applying for something called Hyperledger that is also a blockchain technology, but uh, that was the first time I sort of started reading more about blockchains and, that time, it was like Hyperledger is a private blockchain and Bitcoin is like a public blockchain and most of the article that I read was sort of negatively on Bitcoin because it's like, you know, it's public blockchain and so many people can see it, companies cannot use it and stuff like that. So I sort of knew what Bitcoin was a little bit, but uh, it was just like like an overall picture, nothing more than that.
0: All right. So let's, let's go further into your summer of Bitcoin application process. So then you apply, uh, what happens next? Um,
1: so yeah, in 2022, I think the process became standardized 2021 was little, um, it was completely different to be honest, but, uh, I'll just explain the 2022 part. So, um, it usually starts around January, the summer of Bitcoin, you know, the applications open and once you go to their website and you know you register with your university email id and you'll get a coding challenge that's like the first round in the coding challenge it happens in interview bit platform and you will be given a two questions and you'll have one hour time limit to solve them and i haven't attempted it but since I, I i was already a summer of bitcoin intern last year i was allowed to skip this round but when i talk with my friends they sort of said that it was around in a lead code medium range questions so uh, you should be good to go if you are sort of if you're comfortable with a late code medium questions and once you get through this round you will be added to the discord group i think adi will sort of send you an email um saying that you know you cleared it and they will add you to discord group and in the Discord group, there'll be like so many people present. You know, there'll be like mentors, you know, previous year interns, yeah, the applicants who are applying along with you. And yeah, the Discord group is like so much fun. It's like so many things happening at the time. Like um, you will sort of read about Bitcoin together for a week or two. And it's, it's like a lot of going on. You can reach out to the people, you know, your mentors that your project are aiming. So once this gets done, the Second round will start around in mid February, the Summer of Bitcoin, in their website, they will uh, release the list of organization that's participating this year. And under each organization, there will be a project idea. And you sort of have to pick a project idea and write a proposal saying like, you know, how we will solve it, how you're the you know best person to solve it. Maybe you could have... Maybe previous experience mentioning it here. You could write like a proof of concept added to the proposal, and yeah, you basically have to convince the mentor that you are the best among other people who are who's able to complete the project. And once you submit your proposal, you, yeah, you can just pray to God and wait, hope that you get selected, and you will get. Uh, you'll. I think the results will come by April nineteenth. Yeah. So.
0: So before we step into the project that you chose, whether it was last year or, you know, in 2021 or this year in 2022, let's maybe touch a bit on Bitcoin itself, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you've participated now two times in summer of Bitcoin. Your first introduction was from an episode uh, on a TV show. And meanwhile, you had heard about blockchains in general and other blockchains as well. Having, you know, understood all of that and being in the space for quite a while now, Um, What do you feel about Bitcoin? Why why is it important and and worth paying attention to? Um, Yeah,
1: there are some things that I started to observe. So like um, I did some of it started my summer of the plan in 2021. So it it has almost been like 1.3 years till now. And the things I've read some stories about, it was majorly about inflation. Uh, one of the things that I read about was somewhere in in, uh, in an African country, like their government was, they didn't really uh, function properly. Like they didn't do those all those economic reforms and stuff like that. So if the uh, T costs today, you know, 500 and whatever the currency unit is, by next week, it will be thousand. It, it basically doubles it. So your money is sort of degrading and, Losing its value so and I felt that is a little unfair because people you know put a lot of effort to earn money it money to me, money basically sort of represents their life force because it's their time that they cannot get back, and just because you know some few people at the top are not capable enough to you know uh run a country or something like they are literally losing their life force, and I was like. You know, Bitcoin sort of provides uh, a sound, incorruptible sort of platform to store your, you know, money, time, or life force, whichever you call it. And that was like the one that um, pulled me towards Bitcoin. And there were like different incidents. It ha- started happening very frequently then. Uh, than I imagined because like there was this Sri Lanka also mm, gone through a major crisis. It's recently, and there was this Russia Ukraine war where Bitcoin was talked about, you know, when, whenever there is like a major governments are involved, like some, in some way, Bitcoin sort of comes into the picture.
0: Right. It's beautiful. I mean, the way you put it, that Bitcoin essentially preserves your life force and, On the other hand, we have fiat currency where it's, you know, controlled, manipulated and owned by a handful of individuals uh, who are likely unelected. And, you know, because of perhaps uh, the corruption that creeps in or just their own incapability, um, it's the common people that have to suffer um, because of the mistakes that they they make in managing uh, the fiat currency. Um, And on the other hand, you've got Bitcoin, which is governed by the laws of universe, you know, primarily mathematics and physics. And it is something that is decentralized. So it's not controlled or manipulated by any handful, uh, group of individuals or even companies. And its rules are fixed, right? You cannot change it. You cannot sort of manipulate or modify it. And so that gives people a certainty that gives people a certain medium, a stable medium to preserve their life force on, which is where the promise for Bitcoin is now on one hand, like we've got Bitcoin, but then there's also so much noise in the ecosystem with so many different blockchains and tokens and whatnot. Do you have any opinions on others and how do you separate Bitcoin from, from the rest? Like,
1: I think other coins other than Bitcoins, none of them are decentralized. They just use Bitcoin as sort of their um, promotional stunt or whatever and try to scam people. Like whenever I talk with my friends, you know, they think that like most of people assume that Bitcoin and Ethereum, they are very similar just because, you know, It is called Bitcoin and something else is called, you know, some other, some coin. So just because the word coin is added after that doesn't mean they're structurally same and people aren't aware about it. So, yeah, I think that is one of the major issues.
0: Right. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting point. I think all the other coins out there are, as you said, uh, perhaps not so decentralized as they claim to be. And so in that sense, they are very much like securities or stocks, as we call them, where, you know, if you're buying something, if you're buying a token or a coin, you're essentially buying a stock of the company. And so you have to understand what that company does, what's the use case or service they're providing, and whether there is any value to that particular token or stock um, for, for it to be a good investment. On the other hand, Bitcoin is not a stock. It's not a company. There is no business plan. The only problem that it tries to solve is that of being good money. Um, And, and that is it. So that's probably the main distinction between Bitcoin and uh, everything else in the space. All right. I guess we can switch to summer of Bitcoin. Um, So, Could you tell us like what project did you work on last year in 2021 and this year? Was it the same organization or different? Yeah, it it was the same organization. Um,
1: The organization name is Lipsec P256K1. It is a cryptography. It's a C library that is used by Bitcoin for all those elliptic curve cryptographic operations. Um, Since Bitcoin is like a decentralized application, you can't really use passwords to prove your authenticity for example if you if you're logging into your facebook account you just provide your password and they will know okay he, they are the right person but in case of bitcoin you can't do that because like if you give up yeah if you keep some sort of password thing like everyone will know about it and they can um you know imitate you so you bitcoin uses a public key cryptography system to authenticate that you are the right person and you know this belongs to the certain someone. So those public key cryptographic operations are implemented in, you know, this libsecp, P and so whenever Bitcoin wants to, you know, create a public key or sign a transaction, it just calls this library and this library does that and returns. Them.
0: So what made you choose libsecp 256 k one as an organization, uh, to, to contribute towards, okay.
1: um, so, uh, First, when I did Summer of Bitcoin, I was sort of like completed my third year. And the last semester, I had a course called uh, Modern Algebra. Yeah. Since I am a math student, uh, it, it was a modern algebra course, like full abstract maths. They teach, you know, group theory, ring theory, and so many stuff. And it was very interesting. And I thought this is probably going to be another not so useful course that I'm going to forget in a year and you know, do start uh, applying for programming jobs or things like that and so when I I saw through Lipsec P, it had a lot of this modern algebra, group theory stuff involved and I was surprised to see the applications of it and that sort of was like, I, I'm going to do this project and since then I've been involving in more and more and I've also started appreciating math more than how I've been in my first year. So it's, it's always sort of like computer scientists first and maths second sort of thing going on. But um, yeah, I've come to realize all this stuff.
0: Tell us more about uh, the specific project ideas that you've worked on, uh, you know, in both, both your uh, summers with summer of Bitcoin. Okay.
1: So in the first summer of Bitcoin, Um, lipstick is little, uh, at least to me, it is hard to understand. So, um, I think the first summer of Bitcoin was around like 2.5 months, and there's a lot of you know learning involved. It was more on the learning focus than the project, um, implementation kind of thing. So, uh, I I was only able to make like a small changes. I was just going through the code and seeing wherever I was able to contribute. So, it was mostly like you know, fixing small bugs and you know making some beautifying the printing stuff like printing benchmarks and things like that and once in the next summer of bitcoin like i got i saw this project idea called batch verification interface and i was like after seeing it i I was surprised that it like people allowed students to work on it i thought maybe this involves consensus and stuff like things like that and um they won't be willing to give it to a student. So once I saw that idea, I was like, I already had an internship offer from a company. I sort of canceled. I just mailed them. Uh, I wouldn't be able to, uh, I'm not, I won't be able to do it. And I was like, I'm going to apply for this project idea. And, you know, I applied and luckily I got selected. And yeah, it has been great. Like, do you want me to talk more about the idea? Or like, What batch verification is?
0: Absolutely. Let's go ahead. Let's understand what batch verification interface means and how, why is it an important deal, and you know what are the benefits uh, to you know the cryptography that Bitcoin uses. (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: So whenever a user, let's say, I want to send. maybe point to Bitcoin to Adi, I will send like a request on my phone. Maybe I have an app or something. I'll just say, I'll just put Adi's, you know, address and say like send 0.2 Bitcoins to him. So what happens is that will sort of create a transaction and that will be sent to the all Bitcoin nodes. And each nodes will collect these transactions and try to create a block. And if these transactions are valid, it will be added to the blockchain and my money will go to Adi. And so this collecting transaction into a block, the node has to verify each and every transaction. So it has to literally loop through, let's say there are 5,000 transactions. You sort of write like a for loop and go through each and every transaction and call the verify function. If this is valid, if this is valid, if this is valid, then you, it'd be added. But with batch verify, what you can do is, you can put all those, uh you know 500 or 5000 transactions into the batch verify function and that will return if all of them are valid it'll just return yeah everything is true and if one of them fails it'll just say you know one of them is wrong and so it sort of really speeds up the block uh, block validation process and one more advantage is like um when you're first you know joining a Bitcoin network you sort of your computer has to download the whole Bitcoin blockchain and I think it right now it's very huge. Like when I try to Google and see like how much time it takes, it's like if you have like a two MB per second internet connection speed, it takes like twenty hours to download the whole blockchain. But in practical, it'll it's probably going to take more. And maybe after maybe like 10 years and people sort of move to Snow signature and batch verification is there. Once this verification has speed up, this time will sort of reduce and yeah, it's, it makes the uh, verification process faster than
0: the normal one. Amazing. So if I may summarize, um, every time a node receives a set of transactions from the mempool, which is where all the transactions sort of are collected and you know are, are broadcasted and collected from, um, a node will be able to essentially verify and validate those transactions in, in batches as opposed to what is happening today where they have to validate it one by one. And even when you are downloading the Bitcoin blockchain for the first time, if you're running a node, then you have to essentially start from the, the first block, then the first transaction that Satoshi created, and then validate all the subsequent transactions till the present moment. And batch verification, the project that you are helping with, Will allow for those nodes to verify and validate those transactions much more quickly because now they would be doing it in batches.
1: Yes, exactly. But one one issue with this, um verifying the transaction from starting to end is because like most of the transaction um signatures that are in Bitcoin blockchain is ECDSA. So this batch verification works only on the Schnorr signatures that was recently introduced, I think. It was activated in last year, November. So this speed up, it will probably take like a few decades, I guess. And people should start using Schnorr. Even right now, only Segwit is popular. So Taproot hasn't, not many people are using Taproot at least.
0: So for those of you who uh, may be hearing Schnorr, Taproot and all these terms for the first time, uh, they are just different address types um, and using different cryptography for, for receiving or sending Bitcoin. Um, And batch verification works on just a new type of um, um, uh, signatures or addresses, you know, that are enabled through what is called a Schnorr signatures. And, and, and so batch verification, uh, for, for batch verification to have massive impacts, you need a lot more people, uh, on Bitcoin or using Bitcoin to, to be using, you know, uh, to be using taproot addresses, for example, or, or Schnorr, you know, that are based on Schnorr signatures. Yes. All right. So tell us about your mentor, um, you know, you worked, you've worked with, uh, you know, with, with your mentor uh, two times now. And, you know, how was your experience working with him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have worked with um, two different people. So I had different mentors for um, both Summer of Bitcoin and like most Summer of Bitcoin people that I meet, they are um, unbelievable, unbelievably helpful. Like I really, I literally can't believe they are willing to help this much. For example, in the 2021 mentor, he was Jesse Bosner. Like I, I I, knew zero cryptography. Like I was making very little progress in summer of Bitcoin and he was still like, he was, you know, helping me and teaching me, literally teaching me cryptography terms for the, for the first, like the basics and stuff. And one summer of Bitcoin ended, I sort of knew that I didn't make much contributions so I like, I like I asked him like would you be able to you know help me further I, I know some of Bitcoin ended but if you are willing like would you be able to help me he was like he was happy he was happy to do that too so till to, to this day I have like biweekly meeting with my mentor Jesse Boston. it's like 1.3 years we still meet twice a week and you know talk about Bitcoin talk about the stuff that you know he's working on I'm working on and and what are my plans after I graduate and things like that? And for um, last year, twenty twenty two, I had a mentor, Jonas Nick. Like, Jonas Nick, he is uh, he's like very very good. Like you have some uh, doubt or something. Like I'll be stuck at some few few things for like two or three days and not be able to do what to do. And he he'll just come in the meeting and he'll come he'll just solve those doubts in like five ten minutes. And like one thing that sort of stood out was once I implemented the batch verification and it was slower than the normal one. <laughs> it was supposed to be faster, but um, like I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, I thought my whole project is gone. It's not, uh, it's unsalvageable, but he sort of came in and he, he did some optimizations. He was like, you know, typing keywords, like he was just typing keys <laughs> for like, 10 15 minutes and instantly it became like 20 30 percent faster and like yeah like people are very talented and they are very very helpful and even for my final year master's thesis they sort of you know gave me some ideas that i could work on they were like you know you could try this try this so i think even though i think summer of bitcoin is sort of like a, a program to connect you it's not like one summer of bitcoin over you will lose contact with your mentor and go a different ways
0: so yeah that's awesome so uh, Shivaram what are your plans now like what are you working on currently and you know how do you think about your future contributions to Bitcoin
1: on something called uh, hack spec implementation for frost as my since I'm in a final year I ha- like I can work on a project for like a fi- for like half credits or something. So I thought, you know, uh, I, I'll be doing a Bitcoin project and it's called Frost Hack Spec Implementation. Frost is like a, a multi-signature scheme where, you know, uh, okay. uh, I don't want to explain multi-signature right now completely, but what usually it does is like if three people want to own a Bitcoin together, they sort of, create each and every key for separately and they sign it and sort of add it out. But in Frost, you have like a single key that is divided between people. It is basically like a new way to do this multi-signature and, and implementing that in HackSpec will sort of give you a proofs. Um, For example, whenever uh, something new is coming into Bitcoin, you have to write something called a BIP. BIP is called Bitcoin Improvement Proposal and that would be sent around to the community. Everyone will review it and they'll mm-hmm. say, if it gets enough support, it will get implemented. In this bib, usually the algorithms and things like that, it'll have like a pseudo code written. And the issue with this is, you can't really test the pseudo code and people might misunderstand the pseudo code while implementing their own version. So if you implement it in HackSpec, it'll have like a very proper definition for this. Um, pseudocodes and you can literally use, uh, convert it to a different language like and prove that the signing algorithms are true. So this sort of gives like uh, more uh, security and uh, makes the BIP less error prone when other people are looking at it and implementing.
0: Interesting. Um, so, so what else, uh, is there anything else that, you know, you're excited about Bitcoin, uh, maybe at the technical level, that's a technical development that's coming up.
1: Um, like I've been, uh, interested in, um, Xiaomi Invent, the the Fedimenty Cashman for a long time. So, uh, I'm also you know excited, like how that is going to play out. So I, I, I sort of follow it, uh. Whenever the news or things that comes up, I sort of keep an eye on that. And I also heard that the frost bip is in the first draft. Jesse like my mentor has written like a first draft for Frost Bib and I am looking forward to reading more about it. And yeah, like other than this you no know, lip stuff, um, I like this ferment and how that is going to play out.
0: Nice. So let's maybe try and wrap up this conversation with uh, how, like with what advice would you give to, you know, beginner developers, you know, your batch mates who have joined us today um, on like, how do they get started to, you know, how do they get started with Bitcoin? What are the best resources to learn about it? And how should they go about contributing to an open source Bitcoin project?
1: Okay. Um, I do, uh, I have, I uh, have, Collected a few resources. I'll just put it in the chat box. There is this uh, website called trybitcoin.satsi.dev. It's sort of like a twenty-minute, twenty-minute exercise that introduces you to Bitcoin. I think this is like a good way to get a feel of things and get like a basic overview of the whole stuff. This is just like twenty minutes. You can literally do it after the meeting, also. Once you sort of do this, there is something called um, 21 days of Bitcoin. It's uh, it's like a mailing list for next 21 days. You'll get an email explaining you some concepts of Bitcoin. I, I used this when I joined Summer of Bitcoin in 2021. And it really explained things. Um, the explanations are really, really good and very easy to understand. And once you are, once you, are, once you sort of, uh, learn this stuff, there is one more video, I think, uh, by three blue one round three blue one round is like a very, very good channel for if you are especially a math student, like he sort of dives deep into, you know, how Bitcoin works and like um not in the complete technical level but in in the conceptual level like you know how the ledger is kept and stuff like that then other than that i think there is one more thing called um learnmeabitcoin.com i think i w- i would say the first three resources that i gave would give you an overall idea that would be enough for you to you know choose your own organization look at the projects and things like that once you have know chosen a project you start you, you sort of have to go deeper into a specific portion of bitcoin that is related to your project maybe it can be a wallets or it can be about the signatures and scripts and so many things like that and learn me a bitcoin sort of has all these sections you can go into the relevant section and try to learn more about it and yeah and also the twitter um, account of some, uh, Summer of Bitcoin posts a lot of um, things for this open source. Beginners for open source. I've seen so many posts that is helpful. So you can also follow that.
0: All right. And if people want to follow you and your work, uh, what's the best place to uh, follow that?
1: Yeah. Um, I am active on Twitter. I go by the name Shift2R. So shift to I use it everywhere. Uh, Twitter um yeah twitter is the only place GitHub. that i yeah get github but how uh, uh, github mostly has codes and i also have this uh newsletter called substack.com i sort of try to document my um process summer of bitcoin process you know the week one and week two but unfortunately i have written only about the first two weeks and the later weeks i sort of have it in my material I'll probably uh, publish it around December when I get vacation so that it will be helpful for the people who start in Jan. But but yeah, like in these two places, you can find my blogs and the work that I've been doing.
0: Thank you, Shivaram, for joining us today and sharing your experience with Summer of Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank thank you so much for inviting me. It It has been a pleasure talking to you after a long time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Summer of Bitcoin experience. I would love to get your thoughts on what else would you like to hear from these student developers and how to make this the most valuable podcast for getting started with Bitcoin open source development. Write to us at hello at summerofbitcoin.org. Can you do us a small favor? Go online and share this episode with at least one friend who you think would benefit from this episode. Until next time.